Hello, everybody. Good morning. It is 1030. I know we're coming to you a little bit earlier than expected, but this week uh, we just had a few little things that got in the way, a few uh, things we have to get done later in the day. So we thought we would come to you earlier rather than later. Um, just a quick announcement before we get started uh, and a thank you from you all. Um, first off, I just started streaming on Tyler Bard 5195 or T-Bard 5195 um last week on monday that was my very first stream and we have already made affiliate um on twitch that means i have at least 50 followers and a uh, more consistent audience so thank you so much we can now start moving upwards and onwards including the addition of my own little emo so we have this little guy that you guys can all utilize if you follow us over on twitch in the chat made by rachel 111198 she is one of my mods over on the Twitch channel. Thank you so much. If you're not watching us on Twitch, you can also watch us on our Facebook page, which you'll see scrolling across the bottom, and also on Bard and Cross Entertainment on YouTube. So without further ado, let's get to the show. We'll see you on the other side. to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. As Tyler said, we are all over the internet. We got Twitch, we got Facebook, we got YouTube. So many ways to watch and obviously listen. Maybe iTunes, maybe Spotify, whatever your poison. Come listen to, obviously, Crossroom Wrestling Entertainment. And when we have it, Baseball with the Bard. We are always excited to come to you each and every Sunday. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Another great week of AEW Dynamite. Yes, it was. Can I just say uh, the episode was dynamite, to say the <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> good one, Noah. Oh, uh, it's a good thing the name of the show that um, kicked off the show hot. The show stayed hot. So let's get into the action as this show started out. Justin, good to see you. What is up, my friend? Great to see you here for Cross and Wrestling Entertainment. And let's dive in as we start off the evening of AEW Dynamite last episode with Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order taking on Matt Hardy and Private Party. An odd combo there of Adam Page and the Dark Order. Tyler, what do you think of that one? You know what? It it is odd because if you had if you had told me like two months ago that this was going to happen, I would be very confused because he would want nothing to do with the Dark Order. But the Dark Order lately has been recruiting him beyond belief. They he seems to be their number one asset right now. So We'll see where it goes from here, but I like where it's going so far. Mm, definitely. All right. A week after hesitantly agreeing to team with the Dark Order, Hangman Adam Page partnered with Alex Reynolds and John Silver to battle Matt Hardy and Private Party in a big six-man tag team match at Wednesday, at the top of Wednesday's show. By the way, folks, get ready to see a trend here with the tag matches. Page yeah, Silver. Right. Yeah. Especially multi-person tag matches. Uh, Paige, Silver, and Reynolds showed solid teamwork in the opening moments of the bout, clearing the opposition from the ring and celebrating their early success. The Dark Order minions downed Isaiah Cassidy and Paige followed with a standing shooting sharp press for a near fall as the thrown together team continued its domination. Mark Quinn turned the tide for Matt Hardy and Private Party, taking the fight to Silver and then joining Cassidy in several double-team sequences to maintain control. 
Hardy wasted too much time uh, as he showboated on the ropes and ate a big right hand to, to the midsection. By the way, I will say Hardy did that a lot during this match, and I don't know if I enjoyed it too much. Like I know Hardy you, is a showboat. It feels like the, the heel turn is imminent. Yeah, which, I don't know, it just feels like a little hokey, to be honest. Like, he was up on the top row boasting and such, and that's what his character is, but it just felt like too much. It's like, you're in a match. Wrestle, dude. Yeah, um, fair enough. Anywho, uh, the uh, page tagged in, showing incredible agility, speed, and tenacity as he tore through the opposition. Reynolds tagged in and unloaded on Quinn, showing great speed while doing so. Page and Silver joined in, nearly scoring the win until a well-timed save by Hardy. The twist of fate by Hardy drove Silver's knee into the apron, leaving the breakout star of being the elite to nurse his injury on the floor. That looked painful, by the way. Oh, yeah, it did. Back inside, Private Party delivered gin and juice to Reynolds only for Hardy to tag himself in and take the victory for himself. After the three count, Hardy would stand up, throw his arms in the air, and start uh, proclaiming, I did it, as in Matt Hardy did it all on his own, then realizing, oh, wait, Private Party obviously helped me with this, and he started saying, we did it, and tried to bring them into the fray and into the celebration of the victory. Uh, Tyler, what did you think of the match? And then what did you think of Hardy in this match in particular? Um, definitely enjoyed this match. Um, I was honestly hoping the heel turn would happen here. Uh, cause if you remember last week, I thought this was a shoe in victory, uh, for hangman and the dark order, because I thought Matt was going to officially turn on a private party. It looks like the cogs are in motion, uh, for this to eventually happen. Um, but Overall, I think they did a pretty dang good job. Definitely. And I'd say it was a good job. It was definitely a great way to open the show uh, to be able to see a lot of good good action there, a lot of good uh, talent in there for some tag team action. In terms of Matt Hardy, uh, it's weird. I don't know if I can picture Hardy as being a heel at this point in his career. It doesn't make too much sense to me. I don't know if he'll be too much of a heel as in an MJF type of heel, but maybe he's just like uh, his character is just annoying. Like maybe he's just every time he's in a match with someone or he's tagging with someone, they're just kind of like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why? Kind of like kind of like an old uh, what, what was his name? Um, the you're welcome. Uh, what the heck was his name? Uh, Mizdow. Damien uh, uh, Sandow when he did yes. the uh, I've graced you with my presence kind of mm. vibe. Maybe they can go for something like that. Yeah, maybe something along those lines could definitely work, but definitely a great way to open the show with some hot action. And now, Tyler, please take it away for the segment and match that I loved because I love Cody <laughs> and Brandy. I'm so excited. Go ahead. Yes, we had Cody versus Angelico, but please tell tell the people what you're excited to tell the people about. Okay, okay, okay. So before the match started, we saw a vignette. It was a nice Christmassy scene where you saw the Nightmare and his beautiful wife, Brandy. Obviously, their dog's Pharaoh. They got a new puppy. I don't remember the name of the new puppy. I apologize. I am a bad Cody Rhodes fan. How dare you? I do have Cody's shirt on with, with actually a Sparrow on it underneath the sweater here, but it's cold, oh so I'll God. keep the sweater on. Anywho. Uh, they announced that they're expecting a, they're going to have a child in 2021. So congratulations to Cody. Congratulations to Brandy. So excited. And as Brandy's tweet here says, closing out 2020 on an epic high. Our hearts are so full. Thank you. Hashtag AW Dynamite with the announcement that they are going to be having a child in 2021. Oh my gosh, wrestling world. Like, you know, the blessings just keep coming. First, Bree and Daniel Bryan have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> now Cody and uh, Brand. Listen, the future of wrestling. Moxley and Renee. Renee. Moxley and Renee. The future of wrestling is in great hands, folks. So Rollins and, and, uh, and, Becky. and Becky. Oh my God. With, with Roxy. Oh my gosh. Listen, 
the future of wrestling is going to be. And their bright. baby was just born. So congratulations, you guys. Yes, uh, we'd love to see uh, all talent doing well. Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, congratulations on the birth mm. of your brand new baby. Hopefully sure. your baby will be in about 18 years time in a wrestling ring, wrestling yes. for one of these two major companies. <laughs> and I, I cannot wait to see like, you know, uh, Renee and Mox's baby take on Becky and Seth's baby or oh. Cody and Brandy's baby take on, take on anybody. I mean, it's going to be great. Or Daniel uh, Bryan and Bree's baby. Days, oh. We'll see Cody's oh. kid versus Triple H's kid in the center of a ring. Whew. Oh, Tyler, this is going to, I can't wait. Cannot <laughs> wait. It's gonna be, you're you're gonna turn on. I'm gonna turn on TV, and I'm gonna be that guy like my grandfather. Like, oh, I remember when Cody Rhodes was born. And it's like, all right, I remember when Cody Rhodes was a wrestler. He had a yeah. yellow face, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he hated himself. <laughs> so then he made his own company. Anyways, anyway, sorry, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> so we had this incredible matchup: Cody Rhodes versus Angelico, and I actually got a little bit of a peek into Angelico. Not this uh, last. Last week, but the week before of some of his uh, performing he used to do over an impact, the man could wrestle. So I was very excited to see what these two could do against each other. Um, so the father to be with uh, the topic of stings uh, hanging over his head like a heavy winter's cloud. Uh, he faced the very real possibility of an upset loss to the map magician Angelico, who had shown a, tr uh, a tendency rather for stretching and submitting his opponents in recent months. Angelico worked the lower body of Rhodes during the break. But the American Nightmare fired off a flurry of offense coming out of the commercial timeout. A big uh, power slam down the South African man, which I didn't know that until I uh, had looked up some match facts. So that had blown my mind that he was from South Africa. If you want to mm. fact check me on that, Noah. Um, and uh, a big pump kick further stunned him. Angelico dodged a disaster kick and applied the Navarro, I believe is how it's pronounced, death roll. Uh, Rhodes fought to the ropes, forcing the break. And Angelico countered the crossroads, but could not avoid the Cody cutter, which in turn earned him the win. After the match, Taz appeared after uh, and came out with Team Taz cohorts, Will Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, and of course, his son, Hook. Team Taz is coming to the ring and you're not going to do anything because we're putting you on paternity leave because you know as we announced earlier i mean he's gonna have to leave at some point there's a baby on the way that man's a father <laughs> don't hurt him um so yes they started um, to come down to the ring and of course the arena darkened and out came who else hmm. but sting to save the day uh again didn't do anything um they just didn't he came out and hobbs kind of had a little bit of a power like oh i can take him and everyone's like maybe don't though maybe maybe just don't do that. Um, and yeah, the icon stood tall as everyone retreated. And that, that was it again. And Helico is from South Africa, by the way. So you are correct. On oh, that. Yes. Nailed it. What a cool place to be from. <laughs> what? To be from South Africa. You're on like the, the lowest point of the globe besides Antarctica. And that's oh, really cool. Okay. What, what a cool place to be. Yeah, anyway. All right. Didn't think about it that way, but okay. <laughs> um, that's good. So, yes, uh, I liked this uh, match. Obviously, it was great to see Cody in the ring. Every time I see Cody's entrance, I can't stop thinking about how much of an absolute superstar he is. Like, it's it's unreal. And I had this thought while I was watching the episode this morning, actually. I, I, as you know, I record it. And I yeah. watched it before the show. So it's fresh. Um, Cody, every time I see him, I cannot help but think. I cannot wait for whatever storyline that is going to lead to him being the AEW World Champion. Yeah, same. I think they should wait until they can actually have packed arenas again. 
I think they should wait until the crowd can pop like absolute insanity. Um, whenever that may be, who knows, but I am extremely excited to be able to see Cody win that AW world championship, whatever that storyline is, I'm ready for it. So great match again, more than excited for Brandy and Cody to be having their baby here. And obviously sting is sting was here. So well, why not? Is Joe here? Uh, no, I just saw Joe pop up in the, uh, the waiting room. I don't know if he's working on something or if he wanted to come in, but I just, uh, Let's bring Joe on and ask him about Sting. Um, Oh, okay. Sure. You guys go ahead. I got to fix something. So go ahead and chat. Joe, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Noah? Very good, my friend. Uh, As you know, Sting has been on a few episodes of AEW Dynamite, and we had you on when he made his debut in AEW, and you obviously, you know, said you were emotional. You're happy to see him. How do you feel? How are you feeling with his role currently? So what he's been doing is basically sort of coming out and being a silent but deadly type of character. I mean, he just takes out the baseball bat, he stares his enemies down, and they say, you know what, I'm going to back off. So how do you feel about that role for Sting right now? I love it. I love it. It's exactly what I was hoping it would be. You know, I don't want to see anything dumb. I mean, he's he's obviously since past his heyday. Mm. Uh, but to see, to see that influence, because again, I, I feel like they've been playing up some of the other guys' previous storylines a little bit, and and it only would make sense that you would have Sting there, and, and that's what he does, and he does it better than anybody. Uh, again, I, to me, that's a huge score, dude. It, it's mm. such a huge score having Sting on there, and I hope they continue to use and exploit that uh, to the best of everybody's abilities. It, it really is cool. For sure. No, definitely. And one thing that I wanted to get your opinion on, because I know Dylan, Tyler, and myself discussed this and the idea of Sting possibly wrestling uh, and what else. So uh, I don't know if you're still with us. I know your camera cut out. I'm coming in. There you go. Uh, Joe, can you still hear us? I think he may have lost connection. He's upstairs. Right. Some bad uh, connection up there. Yeah, but no, go, no worries. I was just going to ask him how he feels about the possibility of Sting ever wrestling. Because uh, I know you, myself, and Dylan discussed it. Uh, Dylan's joining us here on Twitch, so good to see you there, buddy. And um, I just wanted to ask Joe's opinion on that. But if he comes back and we get him back, we'll ask him. So no worries there. Because I just wanted to say, you know, Sting is 61. How do you feel about him possibly wrestling? Because that's... It looks sure. like it's happening. I mean, hello, again... Gina, thank you for joining us in the chat today. Good to see you. Yes, always a pleasure to see everybody in the comments. Please join us there. Uh, so if we get if we get Joe back, great. If not, we'll see what happens. Let's jump into our next segment here, Tyler. Sure, absolutely. Awesome. We have Eddie Kingston as he addresses his enemies, as we've coined it here, as Tyler's coined it here in the script. Uh, he addressed Pac, claiming to have ended the Bastard's career before turning his atten- attention to Lance Archer. The Murderhawk Madman made his presence felt, attacking him until the Butcher and the Blade made the save. The Lucha Bros hit the ring next, joined uh, by Pac, whose arrival stunned Eddie Kingston. Death Triangle seemed to have reunited, and they teed off on Kingston's fam before Pac and Archer argued over who was next to get their hands on Eddie Kingston. Oh boy. Yeah, this is getting heated. Short, sweet, and to the point, but I loved it. Hi, Mom. Great to see you, Tyler's mom, Debbie, joining us here in the comments. Hello, mother. <laughs> uh, Tyler, how did you feel about Death Triangle with Pac being back? So much happened in this short amount of time. Well, you know, 
that I love Eddie Kingston ever since he debuted on that surprise, like wake up. And he came out and was just started screaming at Cody um, and Moxley and all that. Uh, he's just been one of my absolute favorite things to watch and seeing Pac go toe to toe with uh, the murder Hawk being like, listen, uh, this is my beef. You need to back down. And you know, Lance Archer is not about to do that. Mm. Um, so I think maybe this leads to a pretty cool, uh, fatal four way or a triple threat where all of these guys are all going up because Ray Fenix, he has a little unfinished business there too. So does Penta that, I mean, maybe we could see the whole family as they used to call themselves in like a, like fatal six way or a seven mm. way where it's all mm -hmm. of them just having like an eliminate eliminator match maybe. Uh, and we'll see who really was the best one in there, which God, I hope to God, Eddie Kingston wins that match. Um, but that's all speculation right now, but they have for week after week made this some of my absolute favorite stuff going on right now. All right. So, so far so good. Uh, I hope they keep it going. So yeah, it was a great time, a great segment. Kingston's always fun to listen to on the microphone. And they had their quick talking segment, and we'll jump into the action uh, back with this giant tag team match, as we said, to get used to hearing big tag team match, giant tag team match, as this was a 12-man tag team match. Um, Teddy Long right now is just... <laughs> losing his mind his, head, his uh, little head exploded explode he's like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen um as we saw top flight the varsity blondes and best friends take on the inner circles chris Jericho, mjf jake hager santana ortiz and sammy guevara an enormous 12-man tag team match if you remember watching last week you would have known that this was supposed to be a 14-man tag team match. Uh, the absences of Brandon Cutler and Wardlow were both originally scheduled for this contest. Not sure where they were, what's going on, but they weren't here. Uh, so that's for sure. So this was a 12-man tag team match, and to be honest, it's more than enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Pillman and Jericho grappled early as the commentary team put over the generational gap between them. Uh, they were citing how Jericho and uh, Pillman's father, Brian Pillman, not Brian Pillman Jr., obviously that's his son, uh, were good friends back in the day and obviously even grappled with each other a few times before. The heels, the heels momentarily seized control, working over Garrison until a big hip toss to Guevara allowed him to tag in Dante of top flight. The young star looked to trade kicks with the Spanish God, but paid for it as the arrogant heel compared to Eddie Guerrero by Jim Ross seized control for the heels again. Best friends Santana and Ortiz came to blows for the first time since their acclaimed parking lot brawl, inciting a brawl that ended with the baby faces standing tall and a six-way hug to pop the crowd. By the way, uh, that six-way hug, my favorite part of that whole thing <laughs> was referee Aubrey standing there like they were doing and she was just like, like yeah. what are you doing like can we she's like and then they like they finished the, the camera angle went out with the okada zoom out oh, whatever yeah. and she was just like all right get out of the way come on like, that's enough, <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> that was that was honestly my favorite part of the whole match if i'm being honest uh the heels swarmed trent and beat him down on the outside heading into a break Back from commercial, Trent delivered a big DDT that allowed him to create separation and deliver a side suplex to Ortiz. Darius Martin tagged in and delivered a standing Spanish fly to Ortiz, which was freaking beautiful, by the way. Dante wiped out both Ortiz and Santana with a dive. The best friends delivered a half-and-half -half soul food combination on Ortiz, and the Varsity Blondes added more punishment. A lot of action in here. If you can keep up with this, good for you. A bat to the back of Garrison 
from Chris Jericho led to Hanger paying homage to Wardlow with the F10, and a cheap pinfall by NJF led to the win for the inner circle. Uh, after the match, top flight sent Jericho and NJF scurrying to the floor before standing tall in the center of the ring. So a lot of action here, a lot of people, a lot of moves, a lot of finishing moves going on in this one. Overall, a great match. It was really fun to watch. You don't know where Cutler and Wardlow were, um, but it was cool to see Hager give the tag to MJF just to get the pin when he just put the pin on, smiled into the camera with this smug look and, you know, took the victory like he did all the work himself as MJF would. Um, mm -hmm. So great to see, very heelish of him. And obviously it was a fun match uh, and you'd love to see it. One, I do have one complaint about this match. Yeah. Jake Hager. Looked yeah, yeah. He looked he, so. He bad. looks like he uh, is not in his in ring shape that he usually is. I don't know what um, it is. I don't know if he's just getting older or what it is, but like Jericho has showed us, that's not an excuse. Um, so DDP yoga, dude. Yeah, I don't DDP know, yoga. man. DD, that's the answer. DDP yoga. That's what Jericho does. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. We'll give yoga the credit that it, I guess kind of deserves. <laughs> Excuse me. DDP yoga. There is oh, a it's very big specific. difference between yoga and DDP yoga. Okay. <laughs> and DDP is not paying us to say this, by the way. Um, so Tyler, <laughs> yes, you with your with your diamond cutter. What did you think of this match here? Um, I I didn't like this match. It was constantly rolling and and it kept good pace and something was always happening. The big hug, I loved that. That was awesome. Um, again, not exactly what I expected to happen though, which is a good thing. I like being a little surprised. I thought for sure at least one of the best friends would end up picking up this pinfall victory. Um, so they have a loss on their record and that's not something they're probably used to having. Um, so I, here's hoping that that's not a trend for them. I would like to see uh, the best friends hold those titles eventually, hopefully within the next year. Um, but you know, it was a good finish for the storyline of the inner circle. Um, I just wish, <laughs> I wish it wouldn't have come with MJF having to be such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh god, that's a gross look. And then the big move—it looked like Top Flight um, had the biggest uh, moment there at the end, where they chased Jericho and MJF mm -hmm. out of the ring. Um, so that's good for them. It looks like they're definitely are in the focus of Tony Khan right now and pushing them forward. Um, and which I believe it did. Yeah, it set up a match for next week. I believe yes. So yes. We'll, we'll be having this next week on the holiday bask. Jericho and MJF with. Can I say? I'm a big fan of Top Flight. Yeah, they're, you know what? We beat on them a little bit their first yeah. time. Uh, and they have absolutely come through yeah. and proven us. They wrong. listened, they listened to that to our show and were like, right. Hold my beer. Like, all yeah, right, watch, watch this. Noah and Tyler. Um, I am going, that is not going to stop me from uh, just discussing another tag team after we talk about something really quick. But, uh, speaking of lots of teams and lots of action, Clovercrest Media has a lot going on, and please pay attention to these quick ads about all the happenings in Clover. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. Well, you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Colby, roll float in Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. 
I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball. Man there. Got him. Matching touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. In the red zone, Alabama with three minutes and change remaining in the half. Jones fires to the corner. Devontae Smith. Touchdown, Alabama. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. HHW Show Podcast returns January 5th with a new season, Road to the Royal Rumble. Hector, Frank, Jason, Ovi will be on the set with the latest news and takeaways. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and you can listen wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. And speaking of our friends over at HHW Show, I have made some incredible friends. Just want to shout out uh, some of the newest followers over on Twitch. Thank you so much, Beth Fudge, Josh DeGodley, Roomba Fiesta, and Clegg09. You guys are making our dream possible by giving us a base to bring media to. So thank you all so much. Go follow us on Twitch at tbard5195, and you too can use this adorable little emote that was made by Rachel in the chat. <laughs> All right, Noah, what do we got coming up next? Tyler, I was actually going to ask you to take it away for this match where we saw the veteran SCU, I'm uh, sorry, veterans of SCU take on the new blood of the acclaimed. Yeah, new blood uh, to AEW, at least. We are yes. very excited to see them joining the scene over here. So SCU versus the claimed, uh, the acclaimed, excuse me. I'm going to say the claimed because of the walking dead, but we're, <laughs> we're going to get there. Uh, the acclaimed. Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, known collectively as the acclaimed, battled SCU's Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels in tag team action. Tag team, tag team, Teddy Long. We're back at you again. Bowens and Caster sought to improve on their top five tag team ranking. After a pre-match rap battle, which was hilarious, Caster and Bowens seized control by isolating Kazarian and working him over through the picture-in-picture -picture commercial break. Kazarian fought back, however, creating uh, created separation and tagged Daniels into the match. The fallen angel uh, teed off on the opposition, looked for Angel's wings on Bowens, but settled for Uranage. Uh, a well-timed interjection from Caster provided just enough of, of a distraction to slow Daniels down and prevent a loss. Caster delivered an illegal shot to the face of Daniels with the boom box that they had brought down to the ring, and Bowens picked up the pinfall victory to retain his team spot in the tag team rankings. After the match, the victors issued a challenge to the Young Bucks for an AEW Tag Team Championship match on next week's show which is happening. Uh, so Tony Khan went ahead and approved that match. So we have that to look forward to. Um, Noah, you know what? This match uh, is probably the one I'm going to be the most critical of on the night. Um, it had its moments. 
uh, of of shine and and uh, gleam. But I wish we got more out of the acclaimed. Um, I know that they're good wrestlers. I've seen it happen before. Um, I just wish that we could see them actually performing in the ring. And there it is, guys. See, look, Dylan's a perfect example. You can just play around with the emo in the chat on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We have more on the way too. our buddy, Andrew. Noah. I don't know if you knew this. He's actually working on some for me as well. So we'll have some more art for you guys to play around with in the chat section. Glorious. Um, I just wish they didn't give these guys a cheap victory right off the bat. Yeah, I guess is the main complaint I'm having right now. And um, Lauren, I mean, I get you gotta you're trying to boost them, right? They just got here. Let's give them a boost. We know their heels, though. Let's. But they're, I think they're just trying to legitimize them. That's not going to stop me from the from saying that I'm not a fan of them at least yet. Right. I, I didn't say I wasn't a fan of Top Flight. Right. I just said they. Oh. I wish they did better. Uh, I didn't right. say I like them. The acclaimed. The honestly, my favorite part of this entire thing was when Kazarian was rapping. Oh yeah. That, oh god. Yeah. That was and and honestly, the fact that that was my favorite part and the acclaims whole shit is supposed to be that yeah i mean you know I, I just feel it just lacks in a few areas just having them come out and rap like it's like our truth does that better than anybody else like let's just stop like yeah i, I don't, like I don't like kurt it. angle was rapping against john cena <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and then what well, i mean you look at it look at that everyone likes kurt's part better <laughs> exactly exactly yeah sometimes it's just it gonna different happen. and you know that was the that was the big thing for sure. Oh. Um, it was an okay match. Are you sound like you're saying, um, Are you okay, Noah? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You got me still? Oh, there you are. You're back. You're you're just a little delayed. Your voice cut out for a moment. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Gotcha. No, I was just saying that um, it was a good match. I liked it. It was okay. Um, I agree with saying... I, I understand they're trying to legitimize them. Giving them the victory, I feel, was enough. The fact that they're going right into a tag team match, it's almost like you gave them the victory to legitimize them. They're not going to win the championships from the Young Bucks, so they're just no. going to do this. So right. uh, it's kind of like, what are you doing? Like, what's the point? Like, right. let, them, let them beat a few people, a couple of veteran tag teams like SCU who can afford the loss, sure. um, things like that. Let, and then let them beat a couple of random people from the Dark Order, and let's you know let's keep going with that momentum. I don't understand letting them be SCU and then they're going to face the Young Bucks unless they're going to win against the Young Bucks, which I really don't see happening. Can you imagine? Oh my God, be upset. That'd be something. That'd be something. But anywho, let's dive into some women's action here from last week's episode of tag AEW Dynamite. Team women's wrestling. Yes, some more tag team matches here, folks. Uh, if you're a tag team fan, this was the episode for you. Big Swole and Serena Deeb took on Diamante and Ivalice. Big, Big Swole and the NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb had Diamante and Ivalice reeling early on in their tag team match Wednesday night. A well-timed bit of interference from Ivalice, uh, though allowed the heels to slow Swole's momentum. Try, try saying that five times fast. And double-team her in the corner to wrest the advantage away from their opponents. Deeb tagged in after the break and wasted a little time trapping Ivelisse in a figure four. Uh, a tag to Diamante allowed her to break the hold and the heels to continue their impressive dominance over their opponents. Swall tagged back into the match, applied the Clearwater Cloverleaf, and earned the submission victory. After the match, Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero hit the ring and attacked the winners. Red Velvet hit the ring with a chair in hand, chasing the heels out of the ring and earning the slightest bit of revenge after the attack she endured at their hands last week. 
Overall, I thought this was a good match. It's great to see that they're getting more women on the show, uh, you know, giving them more time, uh, a lot, a few bigger names. I'm excited to see them elevate these women to do bigger things. Um, whether that means we need, I don't, I don't think it's time yet for a women's tag team championship. They don't have the star power for that, to yeah, be honest. Um, I just like how they're, I think they should give them another match on the show, at least. I mean, um, there's, there's a good amount of women. Yeah. yeah, there's a good amount of women there. Just at least give them another match. I mean, you got people like Big Swole, you have Eva Elise, you have Red Velvet, you have all these, you know, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, so many ways to go with being able to get women into the ring. Just give them, just give them some matches. I mean, I get they wrestle on dark, but I mean, you have the bunny over there with the butcher and the blade. You have so many women. And we all know she can go. We've seen her in the indie scene. She's a great wrestler. Exactly. And Sunny Kiss, there's so many, um, just get them in the ring let's just do it please for the love of everything I, the last i think the last time sunny kiss did intergender though was in uh, this the uh independent scene because really sunny oh, is right. technically a men's wrestler yes uh, so yes sunny does do intergender wrestler but sunny is in fact uh in the men's division this is true this is true i mean to be uh, joey janela does intergender other places i mean yeah so does this, joey ryan so does yeah well let's not <laughs> not joey ryan but yeah no, sorry my bad joey janela yeah. does that and speaking of joey janela <laughs> oh um, it's happy, almost like i set that up yes happy he's back here getting this well-deserved match tyler please take it away the no disqualification world tighter title title eliminator match Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega. Um, for anyone who's a little confused as to what that exactly means, um, the world title eliminator happened a few, uh, I think last month, uh, when Kenny ultimately got the opportunity to face Moxley to beat him. Um, but Omega was, or I'm sorry, Joey was injured, or I believe he had COVID at the time, so he couldn't make it. And Sonny filled in and got destroyed. So Joey technically never lost to his eliminator match, so he got another chance here. But just 24 hours after this happened, Mr. Cross, bam, we had Kenny on Impact again, joining the Good Brothers, reuniting the potential uh, formation of the Bullet Club. Um, Is this going to be happening, Noah? I I think we are going to see the Bullet Club in some form or capacity in AEW. I'd like to dive into this before we continue with the match. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's obviously going to be a big shakeup of that of something along those forms does happen. Um, we know that they can't refer to them as the Bullet Club, at least I don't think so, because of the trademark that's owned by WWE currently, or at least I, the last I knew was owned by WWE. Um, I'd be interested to see where they go with this. They're obviously making the symbol there of the Bullet Club right. of what they would do. So, and obviously, Don Callis is trying one to finger though. Didn't it used to be two fingers? I don't. I, don't, I think it's just they do whatever they want. Um, oh, okay. Don Callis obviously trying to figure out what, what the symbol what, is, what is with, his, is with his old self. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to see where this goes, obviously, with these uh, you know two guys here now. Um, joining Kenny, uh, seem to be aligning themselves in some type of faction that would be Bullet Club-esque. Um, so it'd be cool if they were able to get the elite Bullet Club, whatever variation of it, back oh, together. Man. And oh. to make some sort of faction here that tears up Impact, tears up AEW, and who knows where from there. So. Sorry, Billy Gunn. We're taking your name. We're the Gun Club now. Get out of here. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so just 24, af- 24 hours after it was announced that he will team with Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson to battle Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns at Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill on January 16th, AEW World Champion Kenny Omega battled the familiar foe in the bad boy Joey Janela. Um, it was in the no disqualification 
no disqualification world title eliminator match. It's a lot of words. Now I'm going to flub that as many times as it's in this script. <laughs> <laughs> so Janela would quickly rock Omega with a trash can shot to the face before the bell only to fall prey to a jumping leg drop onto a steel chair while Don Callis provided live commentary over the house microphone. A Topicon Hilo continued the champion's early dominance. Omega brutalized Janela, delivering a vicious double stomp that drove the trash can into Janela's face. He set up the one-winged angel, but Janela reversed into a uh, reversed it into a reverse Rana. At ringside, Sunny Kiss retrieved the table in time for Janela to lay uh, lay into his opponent with a series of right hands. With Omega draped on a table, the bad boy delivered a top rope leg drop from the turnbuckle to the floor. At that moment, Noah, I thought, oh boy. Could something happen here where Janela looks like he's about to win the match and then maybe we'll get an interference from someone? I at no point thought Kenny was going to lose the title, but I mm -hmm. thought we were going to have some sort of like someone comes out and breaks up this pinfall rather than uh, Joey losing it uh, or winning the belt. But mm -hmm. I was getting a little a little nervous for Omega there that something might happen. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, it didn't keep going that way for Joey Janela. A moonsault press off the top missed. And Omega delivered the V-Trigger, followed by a second V-Trigger. The one-winged angel ended Janela's night as the champion earned yet another victory. Omega would then taunt Sunny Kiss at ringside before Callus cut another promo, claiming that there are no more questions to be answered by the champ. As they began to leave the ring, Pac and the Death Triangle appeared. And the bastard questioned how Omega can be the rightful champion when Ray Fenix competed in the world title eliminator tournament and made it through at that time. Noah, are you proud of me? And never lost either. <laughs> Pac revealed that Tony Khan uh, revealed that per Tony Khan, rather, uh, that Omega will defend against Ray Phoenix on December 30th for the first night of the New Year's Smash night one with special guest commentator Chris Jericho. So that's just one match we have to look forward to on that day, Mr. Cross. Uh, and I don't know about you, but. I'm pretty excited about that one. Oh, yes. I'm pumped for that night as well. It's going How to be good. This match. This match seemed like Joey Janela. Um, why did you even show up? Yeah. Kenny I mean, Omega kicked the holy hell out of Joey Janela. It's clear that they're just setting up Kenny to be a dominant champion, you know, no matter who he faces. Uh, I hope to God uh, Phoenix is able to put up something against him because if they actually wrestle, oh, then that match is going to be stupidly good. So we'll see where that goes. Even if they it have means beef. They oh, have yeah. beef outside, oh, yeah. of, outside of AEW. Mm -hmm. um, so they fought many a time. I think, was it Supercard where Kenny defeated him for um, one of the, whatever title Ray was holding at the time? Um, I think Kenny still technically holds that title. Um, so maybe we can get that title introduced into AEW. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I mean, Kenny is the belt collector, so as many as he can get, then let's do it. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good match. I'm excited to see uh, where things go with Kenny, obviously, because it seems he's just going to tear through anybody he faces. I didn't really enjoy the Don Callis doing the play-by-play -play over the entire speaker. I thought it was just dumb, especially when he handed Kenny the mic, and I'm like, dude, what? Here, like, call it yourself. Yeah, I'm like, no. Like, if Kenny were to say, like, all right, V-trigger, and then do the move, like, that might have been different. But right. he didn't even say, like, he was just like, he didn't even say anything. I'm going to kick his ass. 
Yeah, it's like, all right, great, you're already doing that. But right. like I said, if he were to say moves and then do them like a whole, like I'm so good, I could tell you what I'm gonna do, and it's not gonna matter. Like Zach Granke calling his own pitches, like Zach Granke sure. just being like, oh, curveball, and then he still gets the out. Yeah. yeah, and he still gets the out is because he's just that good. Like something similar to that with Kenny would have been funny, but what they did was just kind of stupid. Um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, if you're watching this, Cody, Tony Khan, whatever, um, obviously love you, but. That'd be funny as hell if, if Don Callis handed Kenny a mic like for two minutes every one of his matches and Kenny just called his moves and then did them. Like if it was like one winged angel and then just ended the match, like oh <laughs> like you know, like how healy can that be? It just be like, screw you guys, here's the this is what I'm gonna do. I don't care if you like it or not, like whatever. I love Anywho, it. yeah. Anywho, that was that match. Great episode of AEW Dynamite. So Tyler, as we always do, out of five, what do you think? I will say this, for me, this episode was much better than last week simply because it didn't feel so exhausting because yeah. of the amount of content. Like, it was a perfect amount of content this episode. So what do you um, think? My go-to for a great episode is a four. Mm. Um, so I'm going to, it wasn't the best episode I've seen in a while. So I'll give it like a 3.8. Okay. Because um, it was still good. It kept my attention the whole time, um, but just not one of my favorites. I'll go solid four, just like I said, simply because of the reasoning I said uh, prior and just it sure. being um, a lot better in terms of the placement of matches and the content than the week before. So happy with that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have a lot to look forward to for the next episode on 1223, the holiday bash. Uh, there's the new NBA season beginning that night. So who knows what time Dynamite might be on, as you can see there in the graphic on your screen for our uh, Sorry, audio listeners, uh, December 23rd, as we said, is the NBA season starting. Celtics Bucks are going to be on TNT. So they're being no awfully optimistic, too. They're like, oh, we'll start at 10 o'clock and go to midnight. I'm like, you don't realize how long that Celtics versus Bucks yeah. game is going to go. That is mm. going to be a very good game. Um, and I would assume uh, that it's not going to they're probably going to have to air Thursday night. And if that happens, we're going to just treat this the same way. We'll come back to you on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. So who knows when it's going to be on? I wish we could tell you, but just keep an eye on it. Follow AEW and follow us on Instagram as well, and we'll be able to announce that once AEW says it. So I, right. it honestly won't be until it's on, probably. Right. We'll so, have to wait till after the Celtics yeah. game. We'll be like, right, AEW is on. I know it's 1 a.m., but go get go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anywho. Uh, back to the action for next week. We have Pack versus The Butcher. That's going to be a fun contest there, as we talked about their beef earlier. So we'll get to see those two go at it. Uh, we'll see Jurassic Express take on Colt Cabana and The Dark Order. Uh, happy to see Jurassic Express back in action here. They haven't been in the ring in a little while, so I'm excited to see them. I know. Um, and it's all three of them. Yes, all three of them together, finally. I know we've seen one, um, a few of them on Dark in recent, but I'm happy to see them back on Dynamite. We, yeah, will we, we will take a, uh, a quick moment here too, Noah. We have reached out. Marco Stunt, we would love to have you on the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. So yep. Marco Stunt, if you somehow see this, everyone in, in chat who is a AEW fan, tweet this episode at Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt, we want you on one of these yes. next episodes. Please. I want to just, please, we want to talk to you. You're really cool. You're one of um, our favorites. <laughs> yes, I love Marco Stunt. Anywho. Jurassic Express will take on uh, Colt Command and Dark Order. And we will see Dustin Rhodes face off against Evil Uno. Another odd, I mean, I'm going to say odd about, but another match I, made with Noah, Dustin. I love it. I, all of a okay. sudden, I hated it. Now I love it because they set up the whole storyline of like, you'll come crawling back. And Dustin's got this little bit of a mean streak in him right now. And yeah. who 
knows? Maybe, maybe it's him. Maybe it's Hangman. Who's going to be the next one to join the Dark Order? Who? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out on the Holiday Bash. Yeah. All right. We'll see. I mean, I was just going to say it's another pairing of Dustin versus someone in the Dark Order that feels a little random, but we'll see. I love it. Okay. Fair. <laughs> MJF and Chris Jericho will take on Top Flight. As as I said before, I'm excited uh, by the Top Flight's performance that they did in this last episode. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do against these two in just a four-way match. And they'll be able to get a lot more in, be able to see a lot more of what they're capable of. We'll see the AEW Women's Champion, Hikaru Shida. She will be in action. Not sure who against, but I do imagine whoever it's against. Uh, we will probably see Abaddon come out in some capacity just to get a little bit over on the AEW Women's I'm Champion. Yes, we'll see what she has in store. And then at the main event of that evening, which at least I think will be the main event, we'll see Better the Young be. Bucks defend their AEW Tag Team Championships against the Acclaimed. Looking forward to seeing what they have in store for this. The Acclaimed seem to be on a bit of a, an up, an uprise here. Uh, they beat the veteran team of Kazarian and um, Daniels the other night. So we'll see what they have in store for the Bucks. Yeah, this and is that only is, their second match on hmm. AEW Dynamite. So they're already going after going. Yeah. I mean, just look at them. They're they're jacked. They look like champions. So For we'll sure. see what they can do to the Bucks. For sure. So with that being said, a great episode of AW Dynamite. We obviously told you how we feel about it. Next week, we'll love to see you watch Dynamite this week. And we love to hear how you feel about it in the comments. So with that being said... If you love podcasts, make sure you visit clovercrestmedia.com uh, for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are over now 28 shows on the hashtag CMG Network. And if you don't find one you like, start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. Clovercrest Media is the website to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell all your friends about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcast as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. And with that being said, we thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see all of these amazing bouts coming up for AEW Dynamite and AEW in general. That's Tyler Bard. I'm Noah Cross, and this was another episode of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.